Hi, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Network Women in League show, where we talk all things NRLW. I'm your host, Gab Rose, and I'm here again with Georgie Sumter for another episode to review the week that was, preview the upcoming games, and discuss the hot issues in Women's Rugby League. You can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on socials at Mojo Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get started. Hey, hey, Georgie. How are you feeling after the big weekend of NRL and NRLW finals where both your teams, the men's and the women's, featured in the top four? Wasn't it a great weekend? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I'm so happy for our men. Um, My phone will be off on Sunday. The door is locked. Do not bother me. I've even I've even worded up my brother. Um, yeah, no, nah, I'm on my. You, you're not coming around. Like I'm. This is it. You I'm pretty harsh. Like I'm glued to the TV. Yeah. So I think Have, the coverage starts at about one o'clock, mm. or twelve o'clock even. So it's yeah. going to be a, a long day. Mm. Yeah. Culminating Great. for you in hopefully a Broncos win. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> so we will get to that. We will give our tips for the both the NRL and the NRLW, but. It is grand final week and we have a massive show today. We're going to break down both the NRLW semifinals. Uh, we have an interview to show that Georgie did with Broncos winger Ash Werner. We're also going to chat about the Aussie game, the PM's 13 over in Port Mosby, potential Jillaroo squad, and then we're going to turn our attention to the big dance this weekend, Knights versus Titans. Mm. How are we going to get through all this, Georgie? Big show, getting bigger. They're going to have to start it extending is. us, aren't they? <laughs> we'll have to talk fast. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so let's start by quickly touching on the Australian game in Port Moresby mm. on Saturday. What an atmosphere for the girls to play in. Wasn't it? Um, I did only I, I did only see the highlights of this game and the first half. Um, very yeah. hectic day for me, but um, wasn't a performance from them. It sure was. Um, I thought in the first half they were... Um, which, did you say that? Did you say you saw the first half? Yeah, I saw the first saw? half, and I saw yeah. the highlights. Yeah, yeah, in the second half. But um, uh, Jakai Whitfield, wow, we four tries. You put her in a Jillaroo's jersey. I actually think she's going to be one of the contenders for a Jillaroo jersey. She the could, only she'll thing be up that, there. Yeah, the only thing that could stop her is that there's so many good yeah. outside backs, and I think over time. She may get to play fullback and change her position a little bit, but I think at the moment she's probably seen as a out-and-out winger and mm. that may be the only thing that costs her maybe a bench or one of those utility spots um, yeah. in the squads. I think someone like Tegan Berry might get that spot over her because she's probably got a bit more flexibility in where they can use her, but Ja'Kai Whitfield would not be out of place in a Jillery's jersey. No. And, and would you have a read? of time. Uh, well, I would... Well, I agree with you of how many people there that are contenders and I would probably put her on the bench. Um, yeah. And I think it's a yes, she should now would be the time um, you could start putting her in the centre or um, just, you know, getting her to come in now and then. Um, I think she's got those skills that you can start using her fully as a utility player. Um, yeah. She's got the speed I thought for it was also good. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I thought it was also good was um, Cassie Tohuhiku in the centre. She's going to have a great career. She's mm. going to have an amazing career because, as we've spoken about, she's only young. I think she's only 19. What, 19? Yeah. And I thought speed, outside, you know, and tackles like a demon. Um, again, I'm think? not sure if they'll. Very humble. 
very, she looks very quiet, doesn't she? She just yep. goes about her work. Knows her what mess, she's got to fuss. do. That's right. Yep. Yeah, and she had a, a great performance as well. Yeah. Um, and which girl, I think it was Tiana Rafstrand-Smith. She had a great game. Yeah, they really. Yeah. This, that's why this PM's game is so good because it can unearth some of these younger talents yeah. uh, and they get an opportunity on that big stage to wear the green and gold jersey and it just exposes them to, to what's potentially ahead yeah. of them in the coming years. And get that experience. It's It's wonderful. Yeah, so I think Brad Donald's going to have a hard decision because he's obviously got um, all those players that didn't play in that game. But you saw, and I think Tegan, I think Tegan Berry might might get a spot in the squad just over Whitfield. And if they're taking a development player, I probably would take Casito Hiko yeah. as a development player, even just to be around the squad um, yeah. for future years. Mm. So, but I'm glad I'm not Brad Donald and, and the other selectors and having to. It's a good headache to have because they've got so many good players they can put in. But it's going to be some tough decisions have to be made uh, in the next week or so. Yeah, it's, it's it's wonderful to see what the talent they're coming through. But I did note on that game, um, Jakaya run two hundred and fifty run meters, which was double the next person of Tegan Berry at one hundred twenty five. So, impressive, isn't it? <laughs> when you know how much Flash runs, yeah. yeah. Um, I I was when I was looking at all of that, and I'm like, she what? Like she she doesn't flash, <laughs> you know? So. Was a great effort. Not many people would do that, would they? Double the no. meters of Flashberry. No, and and when she got that last try, which was a um, a very smart play to know to get the ball and play on. Um, a lot wouldn't have done that, so it was yeah. very sneaky and very clever. Big bright future for many of those girls. So stay tuned to see what happens with the uh, the final Gillaroo squad. Hmm. Now let's turn to the semi-finals, Georgie. Two massive games. We'll start with the Knights v your beloved Broncos. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, their Knights are classy. They just played so well. Yeah. Um, and as you and I were texting in the game, um, every time Broncos made an error, the Knights did score off it. Um, yeah. And then the second half, why didn't the Broncos play like that in the first half? Um, yeah, you watch yeah, that. You it felt like they been? took a what while, didn't this? they? Yeah, they 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 seemed to maybe a little bit nervous. Or I mean, there was such a massive crowd; it was the biggest standalone NRLW uh, crowd we've seen with over twelve and a half thousand, which which we did think it was going to be a big crowd, and and I think that even surpassed all our expectations because they were wild up there. They were right into it, and you know, in that first half, I think that might have shocked the Broncos a little bit. But you're right, three mistakes and and three tries, and it was nice. they did well to get back into it. The Broncos. Mm. Absolutely, they did. Um, I think the tackle of the week was in that game. Um, poor Ash Werner, she copped a couple, um, one by both Roach girls and then one by Clydesdale and Abigail Roach. So I think that was a, a great hit and I think it actually made tackle of the week as well. So poor Ash, she did cop it. She would have been sore. You didn't tell her that in when you interviewed her. She needed to watch out for the, uh, yeah, look out for the double, double play by the Roaches. Oh, wow. Um I did love that. And Shanice Parker for the for the Knights, she had an outstanding game. Um, and I think she's probably another quiet achiever over there. And she had that big hit on Hayley Maddox. So, Yeah, that was a massive hit, wasn't it? I think Maddox <laughs> will still be sore from that hit. I don't yeah. think she knew where she that came coming. from. Yeah. But she's <laughs> so, very consistent, Parker. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought Broncos did do a good job to get back into the game because, it, you know, that 18-0 down and, and that third try, I just have to touch on that. The little Upton kick 
five metres from the line, out of dummy half, and who's chasing? Big front rower Johnson gets through, full length dive. That that was, I think, my play of the two games, my play of the weekend, just the effort that she put in there. She shouldn't be doing things like that. Mm, No, (laughs) absolutely not. Um, And that is why you don't give up with that ball. You you don't stop till the whistle goes or the ball's dead. And there's your reason why. And um, they didn't see it coming and it was, yeah, absolutely great try. And the smile on her face. Yes, I mean she loves scoring a try, but it just it just the yeah. joy on her face when she scored that. I know you're a Broncos fan, so oh. I'm not meaning to rub salt into the woods, <laughs> but that that play just personified. I'm thinking the type of woman that Caitlin Johnson is. Yes, well, I also liked um, Hannah Southwell's try and how happy her sister was for her getting her first try. Like <laughs> just to see that joy and that support. Um, yeah, I, I love that, and just. What they have as mates in Newcastle, I think, is one of their greatest strengths and why they're in a grand final because you know how I feel. You've got to be mates on that field and support each other, and that's fully what Newcastle have. Yeah, I agree. Who was your player of the match? Uh, who did I have in here? Well, I did like Clydesdale plays so well every week, Abigail Roach, um, but I did. I really did like Shanice Parker playing out there. She was just quiet and consistent and did her job and she did it yep. very well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tough one because there were some good players all across the park. Tamika I Upton, couldn't go past I mean, Tamika Upton again. Yeah. What'd she have? 202 run metres, 12 tackle breaks, yep. a try, 39 post contact. Yeah, a couple of try assists. Like she's yep. just Three tries in everything. Yeah. When they, when they need a moment, Tamika Upton is not always but she is nearly always the one that delivers for him, isn't she? Well, it's interesting. I watched one of her plays and I thought, oh, you got that from playing with Ali. Um, so mm-hmm. did she stu- She had that experience and she studied her and if she was smart enough, she would continue to do that because she absolutely has the brain smarts of football to make up to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she can turn a game around and she knows what to do and when to do it just like Ali does. So, yeah, I think that's where it's really stemmed from for her yeah, so I know the Broncos lost, but, you know, mm. as a Broncos fan, Good you would have been happy with their season, Georgie? Yeah, yeah. Someone's got to come every other place, don't they? Um, you, want to, yeah. you, you want to be happy where you get um, and you, you need to, no matter what, um, just be proud of that. And I've, I've got something for later on, but, um, yeah, just just be, be grateful and be proud that's where you got to and work on that and build on that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would definitely be a pass. You know, more than that, obviously would have been disappointed they lost that game. But uh, I think when they look back in weeks ahead, oh, they'll be there's there's ten teams and only one team can win. So there's there's nine teams that lose. So um, yeah. well done to the Broncos. It was a really enjoyable game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knights onto the grand final, which we'll discuss in a few minutes. But before we do that, when I interviewed Jamie Chapman last week, mm-hmm. we tipped an upset, and obviously um, <laughs> Jamie was quite confident. But wow. What a game for the Titans to keep the star-studded attacking flair of the Roosters to zero. I can't believe it. I got goosies now because it was just, it was amazing watching it and um, I actually watched it today because, you know, life gets in the way of the toddler. But it was just incredible how the Titans didn't stop. They were relentless. Their defence was incredible. They backed each other up. Um, wow, 
Because yeah. the first 20, 25 minutes, they were blow for blow. It was nil all. Mm. Nil. Corbin Baxter then went down with an ankle injury at the 25-minute yeah. mark. And I think that was a turning point for the Roosters because mm. not only did they lose her and have to shuffle their positions around, but then she came back on in the second half, which used up two of their interchanges, and then yeah. she went back off again. So that was three interchanges that they would not usually have to use if mm. Corbin Baxter doesn't get injured because she would play the whole 70. Uh, and then I think as the game wore on and fatigue set in, they were, they were a couple of interchanges short. But you're right, Titans just did not stop. I thought they're going to fatigue here because they're racing up in defence. Mm. They're, they're working hard for each other, but they just did not give up. They were relentless. Mm, absolutely. Um, and I think what the Roosters were doing was rotating, weren't they, a couple of them into fullback? I mean, Jamie Fressard, yeah. she had a great game. She had some yeah. three or four try savers. Tackles. Yeah, her defence was phenomenal. Yeah. And she's not a big person, like, and she's got no. these big girls running at her. Uh, no. God, where's me a bit of paper? Um, Alite, she was just on oh. the Titans. How she can pick she a ball up down there. The like, yeah. 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 She was so good. I think she I think she ran over, well, she did. She ran over 250 metres. And same thing, she just did not tire out. Every time from the back of the field she was there and then when they needed somebody tackle three or four to take a hit up, she played like another forward. Well, yeah. Yeah, she did. Because she's um, a, such a strong woman and an athlete, mm. I thought I thought her game was unbelievable. She was my definite woman of the match in that game. I, I agree. Um, my other big thing is you don't take your eyes off the ball, which she did not do, and she went wherever that ball was. Every time they kicked it, yep. she was there. Um, yeah. Yeah, hands down. I've, yeah, I've got her. And to go from the wooden spooners last year, to a complete turnaround and to be going into a grand final 12 months later, that's incredible. Yeah. I think their culture and that junkyard dog mentality that, that Jamie spoke of that's, that's now kind of adding social media, I think they have really taken that on board. Um, they just, as we said, are relentless. And in those tight situations and tight games, they just find a way to win. So Karen Murphy, I know you love her as a coach. Yeah, Kudos to her for what her and all the coaching team, you know, staff must have done because they were unbelievable on, on the weekend and, and it was a great game to watch. And I know that Roosters had injuries. Like Millie Boyle wasn't 100%, you could tell. And just um, crabby. Like you could see it. Yeah. You know, it was affecting her and affecting her game. And she had to be hurting. So you know, you know yourself, if you're hurting and you're in pain, well, you're going to be cranky. Um, and a few yeah. of those, there was little scuffles even, she was in them. So it was really getting to her and getting her down. But I, I did yeah. note that I think that was just a pain. You know, I don't think she yeah. was good enough to be playing. Um, but no, she'd obviously like that, you do want want you to get there. Guns. But Izzy Kelly, yeah. she and had they, another great consistent game. Um, yeah. But they were They tired. shut Taryn Aiken down a little bit, I thought. I thought they got up in, in her face a little bit. That was obviously their game plan to, to shut off time to. for to Aiken and then obviously out to Kelly and Fressard and their speed out wide. But uh, mm. So great game plan by the Titans coaching mm. staff, but amazing execution. And, and in defence, I think we also need to note Georgia Hales over 50 tackles again. Yeah, she's just a workhorse, isn't she? Up the what a captain. She's a, yeah. She's, I, I've actually noted her as captain of the year. She has led them and, like we yeah. said, a complete turnaround. And in Karen's interview, uh, press conference afterwards when they asked her what had happened she said well we sit down and had to fix everything off the field and on the field because mainly off the field so you can get on the field and it works properly um which they clearly did 
And, um, yeah, Georgia has led them all the way through the year. And, you know, it was up and down. And as you and I discussed in our first few episodes, who we thought would be up there, I mean, a couple of times we did mention the Titans, but who knew that they could pull this out of the bag? No, I definitely didn't predict them to be in the grand final, you know, six weeks ago, but they've just kept on keeping on. So I think I think the Roosters will be disappointed with that final performance uh, on their behalf. Again, they've had a good season, but I'm going to say they're probably thinking, yeah, injuries costly. They obviously missed Sergis again and, and having a few of those key plays injured backs to going off. They've got a couple of HIAs as well. But I think overall they'll be they'll be disappointed that they're not in that grand final uh, get again this year because, as we know, they missed out last year as well. So uh, maybe back to the drawing board a little bit for the Roosters yeah. to, to get to the big dance. There's so, next year, isn't there? There is always next year. So now, Georgie, we all know you're a very loyal Broncos fan and I know how super excited you were to have the opportunity to chat with Broncos winger Ash Werner late last week. Here's a little peek into this interview. So what was the turnaround? I'm not sure how many of you actually listened to our podcast, but I didn't think you'd make four to begin with. Um, the first few rounds. Do you know what the turning point was? Where it picked up, and the you know the last three rounds have been amazing. Yeah, um, it's so funny because I think everyone outside of our team was really nervous at the start, um, mm. but then you kind of speak. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Broncos fans. <laughs> um, but then you kind of talk to people within the team, and especially our coaching staff, and. And no one there really seemed nervous. Everyone was like, yep, we're building. You know, it's, it's a new team. We had a lot of changes and um, changing to coaching staff and changes to players on the field. And we were sort of finding our groove. And I think that happens with every team um, that it's just, you know, the, as you grow together, you get better on and on the field every single game. And I think you've definitely seen that with us. Yeah. Um, and we had some really hard games straight up. You know, we had, we had the Roosters, we had the Titans, two of the hardest games, like the first two weeks. So it's not surprising to me um, that we had a bit of a slow start, but I think that the work that we've continued to put in has really started to show. And and the girls, you know, never once were we like doubting our ability, never once were people getting angry at each other or frustrated. It was always such a cohesive, inclusive and supportive environment where everyone was like, okay, that wasn't our best game. Like we know what we have to do next. And we learned and we grew from it each and every week. And I think you've been really able to see that. Um, so it's a, a really exciting time to be a Broncos player and a Broncos supporter seeing like, the games that we've been building into and, and the form that we've been building into, and it's, it's only going to keep getting better. Georgie, that really was a fantastic interview with Ash. What an articulate young woman. So well done to you. How was that interviewing somebody from the team you love? It was great. Um, it was a good conversation and she's such a character. Um, and to do what she's done in different things and, yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing achievement. Um, to go from bobsledding into playing rugby league. She did play um, sevens for a little bit and um, yeah. and she works all the time like we know all these girls do um, yeah. and studies and, yeah, but it was it was really nice. To, you get to see the inside of these players and how they are and what they do out of sport and, yeah, to see the different side of them. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. I thought you drew some really nice conversations and, and kind of got behind the athlete and, and what makes her tick. And obviously she's a hard worker, as she speaks about. And there's there's one part when people listen to the full interview, I think the advice she gives 
uh, to, to young players moving forward, I think everybody will be happy with that. So well done to you, Georgie. Thank you. Uh, and thank you to Ash Werner. That full yes, thanks, interview Ash. will be uploaded. Hmm, she was a great interview. So the full interview will be uploaded on Mojo Sports Network later this week. So make sure you listen out for it. Uh, and we hear all about Ash's sporting career, her aspirations, and as I said, her advice. So uh, we're also going to upload an interview with league legend and Tigers NRLW coach Brett Kamali as well mm-hmm. some stage this week. So it's it's a jam-packed week this week with our episode and also some behind-the-scenes interviews. So we know the viewers love listening to, to the interviews of some of the players and coaches, so we hope you enjoy listening to them as much as Georgie and I do bringing them to you. And how did you find talking with Brett? Oh, he was amazing. Brett is so knowledgeable about the game and he's so passionate about it and he's so giving of his time and just a really, really nice guy. So he, he's family-orientated. He loves his golf. Uh, he loves his sport and, and he really loves what he does. And I think those those women in the Tigers are very lucky to have him as their head coach and, and lead them through that inaugural year and into the next few years because I, I think they're going to be on the up and up, the Tigers, in the next couple of years. Yeah, he's a good guy for the game, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So that takes us now. We started with 10 teams and now we're down to the final two. Mm. I am so excited about this game, Georgie. What are you thinking about it? Well, um, I hope it's an upset. <laughs> I hope the Titans can pull off um, this magic trick and stay on the roll that they're, they're on. Um, but I was sensing a but. The Knights are on a big roll, aren't they? Um, Yeah, I I do think the Knights will go back to back. Um, It'd be a close one if, like we said, the Titans bring their relentless game and put all that pressure on them and and don't give up and and don't let the little things get to them. Uh, I think they'll really give the Knights a run for their money, but... Like we talk about, you've got Southwell kicking and you've got Tamika that can change a game and you've got Caitlin Johnson and Clydesdale up their front there leading the way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I do think the Knights have got this one. But I, I'm going to – I want the Titans to win, but I'm, I'm just yeah. excited for I love grand finals. Love them. Yeah. That's, that's and I'm yeah. a little bit the same. The, uh, the match-ups for me are mouth-watering. So you've got at the back, you've got – um, Ivania Polite versus, you know, obviously Tamika Upton. You've got Chapman versus Roach. You've got uh, Lauren Brown, who's having an amazing season and just coming into her own at halfback versus Jesse Southwell. You've got Georgia Hale versus Hannah Southwell. And you've got um, Shannon Mark. You throw Clydesdale into the mix. Like, it's just some of those positional matchups are unbelievable. Hmm. It's, it's going to be it's going to be great, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a really great game. Um, just the form that they're all in. Um, I don't think either team's got injuries, so um, no. Yeah, best team's going to win. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I actually um, was on message one of the the physios for the Titans, and I said to her, "Congrat, her name's Angie," and I said, "Congratulations on the win on the weekend. A great job. You know, you've obviously done with them." And and she downplayed it. She said, "Oh, it's not me. It's the players." And I said. You play, and the physios and the coaching staff and the medical team, strength and conditioning, I said, you all play just an, as an important role as the players and for both of your teams to, to be getting pretty much your top roster onto the field, fit and ready to go for grand final, that is credit to all the the, mm. the people and the staff working behind the scenes. So 
Something to note on Sunday, though, Georgie, is it's supposed to be mid-30s. Yeah, hot day. It's going to be hot. Now, <laughs> I think that might play into the Titans. Titans, yeah. Hand. Could do. Having that um, the heat okay. off the Gold Coast, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, like we've talked about, it doesn't matter. Like, yes, the players go out there and play, and, yes, people will either blame the coach or something, but we know it filters, like we said, to the back office down the road, like it starts down yep. there. And if there's something bad down there, then it's going to be bad out here. But if there's something good, then it's going to come all the way out and then they're going to play their best. So, yeah, I 100% agree with you. It's not just the players. It's everybody that's with the players and in yep. that squad and in that team and in that club that get them there. Yeah. And I think with both these teams who are in the grand final, that point you make is so relevant because I think both these teams have got a great culture. They look happy when they're playing. They stick together when things get tough. They've both won games in final minutes of games, either with golden points or conversions. So both those teams, it's clear to me that they've got a great culture off the field that then transpires on the field. 100%. So I'm, I'm actually going to go, I'm actually going to tip the Titans. Yeah. Um, I think that that's the upset. I'm assuming the Knights are the favourites. Of course they are. I haven't I actually yeah. haven't looked at the odds to tell you, right? but uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, we'll, we we'll wait and see. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Now, now we'll go before we go on to our viewers question. I just want to ask. Need I ask? Tip for the NRL Grand Final. Another game I can't wait for the Panthers versus the Broncos. Yes, Georgie Broncos. Come on. Um, <laughs> I don't like the Panthers. Um, <laughs> No, mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, Broncos all the way. Um, and I, I I know that they're going for greatness, the Panthers, but um, no, Broncos are going to stop them. I'm actually with you. So we are both tipping the upset in both games this weekend. I'm pleased. I want to remain friends with you, but I actually, I <laughs> love watching the Broncos. I loved watching them. I've loved watching them all year, but just seeing... I know he's been in the media a lot this week, but the way Reese Walsh plays, it's like he's in everyone's in fourth gear and he's in fifth gear. When he hits those holes at speed, he is unbelievable. He doesn't care if he makes a mistake. He just gets up and he goes again and tries the same play. He's confident, he's fast and talented. Well, I haven't read it, but the media's got them today that uh, Herbie Farnworth's heard his hemi at training and something else has happened to Reese Walsh. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. It's Tuesday. <laughs> um, someone's going to be hurt. Um, My son said see... that in the car today. He said there was four Broncos players apparently injured at training. Herbie Farnworth, um, Reese Walsh, Adam Reynolds. Well, the teams and... have just been released, I see. Um, I haven't read them. They've just come in on the email now. So um, interesting to see if they're all there, but I'm sure they're going to be. Um, I'm going to tip they'll all play. I'll move heaven and earth to get there on that uh, on that final game on Sunday. Oh. You wouldn't want to miss that for quids. If Adam Reynolds isn't playing, there's no point in getting on the plane and going to Sydney, really, is there? Like, simple <laughs> they need as that. Adam Reynolds. They need yep. him. Exactly right. They do. Exactly right. All right. Well, we're both in a grand send this Good. week. Good. Gonna... to win the women's. I can send you a Broncos jersey. <laughs> I don't know if we'll go that far. Um, we'll, we'll wait and see. I, 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 I hope they win. Let's just say that. So, thanks. Me too. Uh, now, we've had a couple of viewer questions in this week but we can only choose one and I think you'll like this one Georgie this came from Tony who asked with some of the smaller NRLW crowds we've seen this year is there an opportunity 
to take these games to the country areas, perhaps as NRLW double headers to promote the female game. Of course, there is um, plenty of great grounds out here. Um, I was talking yep. to a girl today about the Korean knockout. I mean, it's played all around the state um, on great grounds. Yep. So why not get out here and promote the game? And the, the girl I was actually talking to at work, her daughter's 15 and wants to play rugby league, which I believe. No rugby league here to play. So um, mm-hmm. she's been playing rugby. Yeah. But well, as you, as you know, they, you, can't, you can't be what you can't see. So I think if we could take those games out to the country and even if funds allowed or resources allowed for the girls to get out to the schools and, and the local leagues in a couple of days leading up, to those games, I think we would see the game explode in those country areas and, and unearth some amazing talent. Well, the Tigers are sponsored here by West and they play a game every year. So why aren't the women's, why didn't they bring the women's beforehand? Um, we mm. watched the game beforehand, which was um, the, the Tigers, the, you know, the regional ones played. Yeah. Uh, I can't even think who they play. They flogged them anyway um, in the afternoon. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was just the crowd still coming in. And then you get. Yeah you know, 15,000 people watching the Tigers play the Rabbitohs. Mm. So you got a women's game before that. Yeah. Because what's know. the, is it Tully? Sully. Scully. Tully? Scully. 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 Mm. Yeah. And what does that hold? Well, I think there was about 11, actually, about 11,000. Okay. They were all standing on the hill, Which though. I wasn't. I was sitting on a seat. Um, <laughs> but it, it's great. And what I love was the kids. You know, the kids are down on the fence and you've got Latrell Mitchell down in that corner with all those kids. Mm. They're beside themselves. So yeah. then you, I've got this lady saying to me, oh, my 15-year-old daughter loves leg and wants to play but yeah. hasn't got that opportunity. What's that going to do for young girls when they see all of these players and they're all along the fence? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So absolutely. So we're voting yes for that. Yeah. yeah. I'm being Double headers, it. triple headers. Any yeah. any women's game out um, here, I mean, do a whole week of them. Do the, do each game around something. Yeah. Do a tour of it. You want to build the game, start at your yeah. grassroots level. Do it in Queensland, you know. Take them out to Queensland and have more games up north and, you know, yeah. They're, they're just missing yeah. that part. Right, so they? NRL, if you're listening. Yeah. yeah. Call me yeah. and I'll let you know what I think. <laughs> Georgie will do the, uh, the I'll tour plan. Yes. You'll be on the bus with them, I'm sure, won't you, Georgie? Absolutely. <laughs> They're going this way. You've got well, they need they need a tour guide. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Sold. Uh but you're right. And I did see today in a couple of other uh bits of news for the NRLW just this afternoon come in. Uh that firstly Dean Witters uh has I've got it written down given up his position as as coach. And the other one was that uh the Warriors, go the Wars, the Warriors mm-hmm. have put in a submission for next year. Put it in last Friday, I read. Mm. How do you think that will go? Well, it's for 2025. Yeah. Um, well, then in my head I'm like all of the, trying to think of all the Warriors players that would go home, Gail Broughton, she'd be first. <laughs> um, <laughs> to catch 22. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so that would drain a lot of players out, wouldn't it, that would want, they would want to put their hand yeah. up and say, I want to play, I want to play for them. Um, yeah. 2025, probably doable, not next year. Um, yeah. So it'll be them. The Bulldogs are interested. Um, I think they're the only two at the minute. Um, all the others are yeah. against it. So, yeah. Very interesting. 
Yeah, and that other piece of news on on Dean Witters. Obviously, the, the Parramatta Eels didn't have a great year. No, they didn't. Uh, from where, from where they were. I know they had some, no, I haven't read into it, so I'm not sure what the reasoning or if they uh, did or have given to, a reason yet. He wanted to focus on the other development stuff he was doing. Okay. I've only read the headline yeah. as well, not the full article. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see who they've got or who they'll be thinking of I'm to sorry. replace him. Because they've <laughs> Georgie, you have been amazing in in your knowledge of the game. So they they could you could definitely add benefit to the Parramatta Eels, except when they versus the Broncos. You're giving away no secrets. Well, that was when I was a teenager. My dream was to be the first NRL women's coach. Um, that we know yeah. that Karen Murphy beat me to that, but yeah. Good yeah. on her. That's okay. But yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. You never know. I'm. I'm still got yeah. plenty of time, don't I? You sure do. Dream big, <laughs> and you never know what can happen. So, now, anything else to talk about, Georgie? We've gone through so much today. Well, there's always something on those note. Those notes of yours. <laughs> there is. Racy <laughs> McGregor signing for two years as well to join Tegan Berry down at the Dragons. I saw that. That's big. That is big. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So they've got obviously their fullback <clears throat> tied up and, and now their halfback. And um, let's see what happens with Tyler Nathan Long as well. Yeah, it should be enough. I think the others would want to put their pen to paper as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. a quality side. So they are a quality side. And as we said, they were pushing for finals at a few weeks ago. So you never you never know. They'll be they'll be gunning for a final spot next yeah. year with, with Jamie Soward and, and building on the talent and, and what they did this year. So mm. uh, now it is a massive week, obviously Dally M Awards uh, on Wednesday night and, and you'll see yeah. up on our socials in the next day or so Georgie and my final teams for the Dally M. We had a lot of similarities. Of edits, didn't we with our <laughs> with our nominees we had the, That's right, with the finalists. Yeah. So good luck to all those women that are uh, up for those positions of the year and obviously player of the year, coach of the year, uh, and that that will all be revealed on, on Wednesday night. So, mm. uh, But it's that time where we thank all our listeners, encourage you to share our posts on social media because uh, we're going to be back in 2024 bigger and better with some more Mojo Sports shows. But we're also going to do a show, a post-grand final show. I don't think I told Georgie that. We in for that next Tuesday? Yeah, of course we are. Post-grand final. Yeah. There will be absolutely. lots to talk about. Absolutely. Yep. I can't wait. We'll have the grand final. We'll have the Dally M team. See how we went with that. We'll potentially have the Jillaroo squad that will be of name by then. Mm, so, named. yep. Yeah, there'll be there'll be lots to talk about next Tuesday after the long weekend in Sydney. Georgie, final piece of advice for the grand final teams this weekend. Okay. You ready for this? We've got time? I am ready. <laughs> Coach so- Georgie. That's funny. If I was coach, so if I was coach is what I'd say to them, and I actually had done three, three, three times I've written this because it's all in me and I think I could say it in front of them, but this is what I've got. Be the best you today. You're here for a reason and all the hard work has paid off. Your teammates are proud of you, your family and friends are proud of you, and I'm proud of you. Yes, a loss does and will hurt, but tomorrow the sun will rise and you'll be proud of your achievement to have played the best version of you in a grand final. So no matter what happens, have fun, enjoy the experience and be proud to wear the jersey of this great club. Then my wife would tell me to say to them, go hard or go home. 
<laughs> I've got goosebumps. Georgie, that was amazing. And I'm ready now to go and run out. That's some great advice. That's, yeah. If I was a coach, that's what I'd want to say to them. Just be the best version of you. And I try that. Like I've, yeah, you know, like everybody else, had a lot of um, different things happen in life. But uh, I try to stay true to me and be the best version of you. And that's about it. That's what a person can do. That's all you can ask for as a coach, as a teammate, as a spectator, you know, as a fan of the game, even if you're not supporting one of those teams. If, if they give 100% and, and, you know, give the best version of themselves, mm. then you've got to be proud of them and happy. Absolutely. Yeah. So Coach Sumter, <laughs> amazing advice. Thanks. What about so, you? What are you going to say? Oh, I don't know if I could What are you going to say that? tomorrow? You, you're... Um... You're a coach. I know. Touch yes. Team gap. For those that can see the back, I'm actually up on the <laughs> Sunshine Coast coaching a New South Wales combined Catholic colleges girls team and we start our campaign tomorrow in a Touch Footy National Youth Championship and, and we've come together as a, a new team and they come from all over New South Wales. So I've said the same thing. I've said we want you to go out there and try things. We want you to make friends. We want you to learn better skills but we want you to stick together. So no matter what happens, no matter what happens, the ref's going to make a mistake, we're going to make mistakes, stick together and get through it as a team So and just know that I've got your back and you've got the person's back that's next to you as well. And I think if you all stick together, then you'll always find success. Yeah, that's great advice. Be mates, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. So I think with that, good luck to the uh, the Titans, good luck to the absolutely. Knights, good luck to the Panthers and the Broncos in the, in the NRL Grand Final as well. Uh, everybody that's going out there to support the game on Sunday, have a great time. Be safe. Wear your sun cream if it's going to be mid-30s. It's be very hot. Make sure you stay hydrated. And, and Georgie and I cannot wait to be back next Tuesday to discuss the grand final and, and everything that comes from that. So, Coach Georgie, thank you thank so much. You. Thank you. Good luck and to I'm, your girls. Enjoy you your time much. up there with them. I will. And I'll, Go the Broncos. I will uh, no, doubt be on te- no doubt be on text to you over the weekend. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank Bye. you, Georgie. Bye, everybody.